You're listening to Faith Community Church's weekly podcast. We hope this week's message from God is insightful and an inspiration to you. I'm going to just pray for our offering and then invite Jeremiah to come forward because he is going to be um, just giving our message this morning. God, we just thank you so much for how you're providing for us and for our community and just at work in our lives, Lord God. And I, we just pray a blessing over the offerings, the things that you've already given to us and help us to give with a generous heart back to your work in your community, what you're doing. And we just pray for Jeremiah as he comes and speaks. God, would you, would you work through him with your Holy Spirit, just work in him as he's speaking on your behalf, Lord God, and soften our hearts to be able to hear and to listen. And we just give you all the glory and praise in your name. Amen. 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 Thanks. <clears throat> hey, good morning, everybody. Hello. Good to see you. Um, we're going to be in Romans chapter 12, so I figure I'll prep you now. If you want to open your Bibles to Romans 12, if you don't have one, you can find one in the seat back in front of you. There's a Bible there, and um, we're going to be in Romans 12. Um, but uh, my, again, my name is Jeremiah, just so you know a little bit about me, uh, teaching team here at FCC, and um, I also teach at Monta Vista, uh, teach Bible there, and so um, I feel like I always make this joke, but like I appreciate, you know, you don't, nobody sits in the front row, um, and so uh, either you think that we spit at you, or I guess it's because the kids come, which I really love, they come and they sit in the front, and so they get to enjoy um, our time together, so, um, but um, yeah, we're going to be walking through something that I just feel like you know, sometimes when you're given like uh, something that you're going to teach on, just by the way, Andy is like super achiever. And by that, I mean, like he has the next like two years planned out. Like if you asked him, you know, like October of 20, you know, 50, he's like, we're going to be talking on the-. He's like so far out planned, um, not my personality. Um, and and so, um, but you know, so you, we know like what we're going to talk on, like what, um, what we feel like is the Lord is leading us to like share with our body. Right. And, um, and as I was doing this, I was like, I had the thought like, you know, God, I feel like even myself, sometimes I, I leave church and you know, I'm like, I don't know, two years from now, like, um, you're not going to remember what I talk about today. Like, this is the reality of like teaching, right? From, from, from preaching. Um, but what I'm thankful for is to be a part of the teaching team because I feel like I needed this. Um, and so you just get to enjoy um, like what the Lord has done in me. And, um, and I, my, my prayer is, is that we don't uh, forget two years from now and that it does change, that the Lord does change us. Um, so, Romans 12 is where we're going to be, and I just want to open by reading our section of scripture. Romans 12, we're going to be in verses um, 1 through 13, but if you know my teaching style at all, we're going to be all over the Bible, so don't feel like you have to turn everywhere. You want to take a pen, you want to write them down. Um, you can, if you want to, if you know the Bible really well, you can jump there, then by all means. But our main text is going to be, uh, Romans 12, one through 13. So let me just, let's just jump in and just, and read, um, yeah, what the Lord has for us today. 
Romans 12, 1 through 13. This is Paul writing to the church at Rome. He says, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, so that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. For by the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think with sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. For as in one body, we have many members and the members do not all have the same function. So we, though many are one body in Christ and individual, individually members of one another, having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, let us use them. If prophecy in proportion to our faith and service in our serving to the one who teaches in his teaching, the one who exhorts in his exhortation, the one who contributes in generosity, the one who leads with zeal, the one who does acts of mercy with cheerfulness. Let love be genuine. Abhor what is evil. Hold fast to what is good. Love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. Don't be slothful in zeal. Be fervent in spirit. Serve the Lord. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation. Be constant in prayer. Contribute to the needs of the saints and seek to show hospitality. Father, um, we're thankful for your word. We're thankful for your kindness towards us and your grace. God, we're thankful that you um, have showered your hospitality on us. We're thankful that you've showered your mercies on us and we are undeserving of them. And Father, we ask that you would teach us today, that you would shape our hearts and our minds and our actions, that we would be more like your son, Jesus. Change us, I do pray, Lord. Father, I ask that you would draw us to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, Paul here writing to the, to the church uh, in Rome he starts out with, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Now, if you were an ancient Hebrew, or if you were a, a, a Jewish person at this time and you're reading this, or um, even a Roman, you would understand that like Paul is like hyperlinking here to something. Like he's wanting to trigger 
like something in your thought process as he says this. Um, if you know anything about the, uh, the Old Testament and the Jewish people, uh, there was this, this Old Testament sacrificial system, right? Uh, the Old Testament sacrificial system was a time where you would take animals or, or wheat or, or oil or whatever, like you would, you would bring um, some sort of a sacrifice and you would bring it to the temple, right? And, and as you were coming you, to the temple, you would know that you were bringing this thing as your, your act of worship to Yahweh, like the king of the universe. And, and in, your process, in your mind, you, you were going in order to worship Yahweh. And sometimes it was like a, a, like a, like a, a, a sacrifice of thanksgiving. Sometimes it was a, like a, a sacrifice of atonement because you've sinned. Sometimes it was like, you know, you've probably sinned. And, and so you're like, well, I, I, I'm bringing this thing just like as I, you know, I, I know I've sinned, but I don't know what it is, but like, I, I need to cover that. So like, so you, you're bringing your sacrifice to the temple in order to offer it as worship. That's what he's, he's trying to trigger in you. And he's saying, hey, hey believer, um, you actually have like a, a sacrificial system, if you'll allow me to go that route. Like you, you actually still offer sacrifices. But see, your sacrifices look different than the Old Testament sacrifices because of the the final sacrifice that has already been made. We don't, we don't need to bring animals. We don't need to, to bring um, wheat and, and, and oil. We don't need to bring those things because, because of the sacrifice that's already been made. But you still have a sacrifice. She so says, this is your spiritual worship. Oh, okay, Paul. Well, what is our spiritual? Like how, how then do we come together to worship and what does our, our spiritual act of worship look like? So he goes on to verse 9. He says, let love be genuine. Like, okay, that's kind of vague. Like, I feel like I'm like, okay, so maybe don't be fake towards people. Um, abhor what is evil. Oh, okay, I can do that. I know how to abhor what's evil. Like if, if something happened while we were gathered together that was evil, would we abort? Like I can do that. I think I can do that. Hold fast to what is good. Love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. Verse 11, don't be slothful in zeal, but be fervent in spirit. Serve the Lord. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation, constant in prayer, contribute to the needs of the saints, seek to show hospitality. And just to be honest, like as I'm reading those, I'm like, I feel like we could just like sit and just like spend time on each one of those. We could, and we will. So we're going to be here for the next 12 hours. Um, uh, I already talk long, so we won't do that. Um, but what I want to just like, I want to just kind of like zero in on and kind of blow up and magnify for us is verse 13. And, and actually, you know, when this is like a pet peeve of mine, you know, when like Bible verses, they'll be like 13A and then like 13B. And I'm like, why? Like, it's like, just give us the whole verse. 
but I'm going to, I'm going to do this to us. Okay. We're going to focus on 13 B here. Okay. I want to just like zero in on seek to show hospitality because I think, I think for us as a body of believers, like FCC in general, if you're at home and you're watching and you're part of FCC, this applies to you too. But if you're, you know, you go to another church, that's wonderful. Um, maybe this doesn't apply to your church. Maybe your church is great. And, but FCC in general, I think for us at FCC, I think that the Lord wants us to, to grow in this area of showing hospitality. Um, I think that the Lord wants me <laughs> to grow in this area of showing hospitality. I don't think. I know the Lord wants me to grow in this area of hospitality. You see, this, this, this idea of showing hospitality, I actually, sometimes when, you know the Bible wasn't written in English, um, just in case we don't know that. The, Hebrew, the, the Old Testament, predominantly Hebrew, Aramaic, right? So, um, New Testament, Greek. In the Greek, we translate it as show hospitality. And you and I, we think we, what we do is we just kind of like show hospitality. Okay, great. So what we do is we create a hospitality team at um, FCC and we go, that team is like the hospitality team. So guess what? That's your job to show hospitality. And you know what showing hospitality looks like? It means we put out some beautiful candles in the back and we set the ambiance and it just feels good when you walk in. It smells good. And we have now opened hospitality, right? Like we've opened hospitality for everybody. This is not what this is trying to get us to understand. The word here to show hospitality is actually uh, the Greek word dioko, which is, it's actually, if you look at the word in, in Greek, it's this idea of pursuing or chasing after, or hunting. It's actually the same word that's used in persecute. And I see some faces that go, huh? Like persecute? Think of Paul as he's going around persecuting the Christians. Like he is hunting them down. Like he is pursuing them with everything within him. Like he is going to get them. And he says, hey, hunt down uh, uh, hospitality. Like, Like pursue with all that was within you, hunted down and chase after showing someone hospitality. That's what he's saying. You see, this this word hospitality is actually used in two places in the Bible. That's it, two times in the entire scripture, this word hospitality. Once in this text in Romans, and once in the, in the book of Hebrews. And the author of the book of Hebrews says, let brotherly love continue as if you're already doing it. Like you're showing brotherly love. So continue to show brotherly love. Don't neglect to show hospitality to strangers for thereby some have entertained angels unawares. 
Like, they're, like some people in, in actually hunting down someone to show them hospitality has actually like entertained an angel. So, so why do we do this? Why is, why is Paul's desire and, and, and Jesus' desire and the Lord's desire that, that we would do this? Not just in our lives in general, but like as we come together, gathering together, offering our bodies as a living sacrifice. The author in Hebrews, actually earlier in verse 10, he says this, uh, 10, 24 through 25. He says, and let us consider how to stir one another up uh, to love and good deeds, good works. Not neglecting to meet together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. I feel like this is like us right now because of COVID. And I think because of a lot of things with the North American church, we have given up meeting together because we don't see the point. Why do we not see the point? Because we made it something consumeristic. We think church is a place where we come to consume. Like I, I get my family ready, you know, and gosh, it's really hard to get here at 9 a.m. Just, and I realized not just for me because I was here early finally for the first time in forever. And I realized we're starting church at nine and there's like seven of us in here. And I was like, oh, maybe it's Labor Day weekend. And then it's like, you know, 9.30 and it's like, oh no, everybody's here. Oh, okay. It's really hard to get here, right? It's hard to come in the morning. It's hard to get up early in the morning to get here on time. And then we get here and we've, you know, we're arguing in the car and we're like, you know, it's like, shut up, we're going to church. You know, like, yeah, you know, it's like, and then we get to church and we're like, hi, oh, brother, good morning. Good to see you. Oh, the Lord is good all the time. Um, right. Like we, and, and then, and then we, we don't actually like talk about like what's going on in our life because we feel like we've got to put on some sort of a mask. And so, and, and, and it just, it feels fake. So why would we keep meeting together? There's no point to it. It feels fake. The author of Hebrews says, look, don't neglect meeting together because some are in their habit of doing it. But encourage one another all the more as you see the day drawing near. Why? Because when we gather together, it's a time for us to hunt out people, to show them hospitality so that we can build one another up to love and good deeds. You see, God, God doesn't ask us to do something that he hasn't already done. I, this is like what my, one of my things I tell students all the time in my class. God never asks us to do something he hasn't already done. If we want to look at like hunting out people to show them hospitality. In Philippians 2, 1 through 8, that's what Paul says. So, if there is any encouragement in Christ, any comfort from love, any participation in the Spirit, any affection 
and sympathy complete my joy by being of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourself. Let each of you look not to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. Have the mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus. Like this, this is your mind. It's been given to you because you are in Christ Jesus, who though he was in the form of God, he didn't count equality with God as a thing to be grasped or, or held onto for dear life, but he emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. You see, the, the king of the universe willingly like stepped out of heaven and became a human born in a manger in a dirty rotten little manger to a, a poor family lived a life of poverty was persecuted and outcasted, was nailed to a cross. While he was being nailed to God, like in his dying, like the king of the universe dying as a human was actually like forsaken by his father. Like, like that eternal relationship in some way, something happened there where he cries out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? All so that he could show you hospitality. Like he hunted you out and pursued you to invite you in to his family so that you and I might actually become like, Sons and daughters of the king. You see, he gave up everything. Like if I asked you today, like, hey, you know, when you come in today, just so you know, like we're going we're gonna to nail you to a cross and then, you know, you're going to have to give up your life, you know, so that you can, you know, say hi to someone. Maybe some of you feel that way. Like just saying hi to someone, you feel like, like it's going to kill me. You know what I mean? But like, I mean, we're, we're not, I mean, I think we're asked to do that. I think, I think showing, like going up, saying hi to someone in church is like a minimal of like what Christ asks us to do in the entirety of scripture. But, 
He says, John says the same thing, right? A new commandment, um, Jesus, excuse me, says in John, a new commandment I give to you that you love one another just as I have loved you. Like in the same way that I have shown you love, like incredibly sacrificially, show love to one another. You see, um, Jesus like, I just, I love Jesus because he just like doesn't hold anything back, you know? Uh, he says in Matthew uh, 25, talking about his return. He says, when the son of man comes in glory and all the angels with him, then he'll sit down on his glorious throne. Before him will be gathered all the nations and he will separate people one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats and he will place the sheep on his right but the goats on the left then the king will say to those on his right come you who are blessed by the father inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world why for i was hungry and you gave me food I was thirsty and you gave me drink. Drink. I was a stranger and you welcomed me. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. The righteous will answer him saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you and, and thirsty and give you drink? And, and when did we see you a stranger and welcome you or naked and clothe you? And when did we see you sick or in prison and visit you? And the king wants them, truly, I say to you, as you did it to one of the least of these, my brothers, you did it to me. Then he'll say to those on the left, depart from me, you cursed, into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry and you gave me no food. I was thirsty, you gave me no drink. I was a stranger, you did not welcome me. Naked, you did not clothe me. Sick, and in prison, and you did not visit me. Then they will also answer, saying, and I love that they answer the same way because like, it's like they're like somehow they're going to get out of it. Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison? And we didn't minister to you. Then he will answer to them saying, truly I say to you, as you did not do it to one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. And these will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. You see, Jesus pretty clearly saying, like, whatever you do to the least of these, like, whatever you do to others, to the least of these, like, it's like you're doing it to him. Now, I want to just pause here for a moment because what it might sound like I'm saying is like, hey, you've got to like pull yourself by your bootstraps, like get over yourself, go out there, hunt people down, like when they walk through that door and like show them hospitality. 
And that's what I'm saying to you. <laughs> Except I'm not saying you need to pull yourself up by your bootstraps and do it. Because that's not what Paul says. You see, earlier in chapter 12, he says, I urge you, brothers, therefore. He spends a whole 11 chapters proclaiming the gospel first. You see, you and I, we don't pull ourselves up by our bootstraps to go and do this. We have to preach the gospel to ourselves. We have to be reminded of the good news. Paul spends 11 chapters going, hey, you have been saved because of faith, not because of anything that you have done. You have been saved because of what Jesus has done on the cross, because of his incredible love for you. That's why you've been saved. Not not because you do good things or you do good works or you think good thoughts. Like that's not what saves you. You have been saved because of your faith in Jesus. And man, because you've been saved by faith, man, go out. And hunt people down and show them hospitality. Invite them in to your life, into your friendships, into your family. You see, I think if we, if we walk away from a time of gathering like this, and our first thought is like some sort of complaint, you know, about like the music style or the preaching or like the lighting, is this like too bright? It just wasn't flashy enough. Or like the fog machine, just like, what was it, you know, I got, I got a little tickly because of the fog machine in my throat. Just, or like they didn't have a fog machine. I can't believe it. Like, man, we have, we have so incredibly missed it in our gathering time. Paul calls us, that why do we do this? Like, why are we doing this, this gathering? So that we can build one another up to love and good deeds. We gather together so that we can spur one another on, so that we can encourage one another, so that we can love one another, so that we can support one another. But guess what? You can't do any of that unless you hunt someone down to show them hospitality. Like, I just want to say personally, like, I need to repent of, of like, there's so many of you that I don't know your name. And I can, I can give you a lot of reasons why I don't hunt people down to show hospitality. Like fear of rejection, fear that I'm going to say something stupid. Like, like there's a lot of reasons. But at the end of the day, the Lord calls us to go to him with those things. To be reminded of the good news of the gospel. But I'm, I'm a son of the king. I don't care what you think. I shouldn't care what you think. I shouldn't care if I say something stupid and you're like, gosh, that guy, like I just, what was his name again? Oh yeah, Jeremy, Jeremiah, no, Jeremiah. Yeah, that's a Jeremiah, right? Like, like I shouldn't care. As we gather together, I should be walking through those doors going, who here today can I spur on 
to love and good deeds. Who here today could I welcome into the family of God? Who here today can I, can I hunt down and pursue to say like, hey, how's life? Or when somebody hunts me down and pursues me and says like, hey, how's life? I don't just say like, oh, it's, you know, it's good. Things are good. I can be like, man, like, it's been tough lately. I'm trying to transition my son to daycare. And it's been like, it's, a, it's, a, it's hard. It's, hard, it's heart-wrenching trying to do that. Like, how, how do we be open and honest with each other? Like this, and, and there are some of you who you come, who you've been here for, I don't know, how long has FCC been around? 16, 17, 15, 16 years, something like that. You've been here the whole time. Yeah, and you have your cool little clique that like you come together and you gather together and then like you go outside, linger longer, and then you enjoy your little clique. And, and sometimes you don't open up with one another. Like you don't actually, you're not actually honest. I'm not saying you have to fake it, but like just be honest with one another so that we can spur you on to love and good deeds, so that we can support you. And I'll be honest. So that you could spur me on to love and good deeds. You see, I, I think there's also, you know, the group of us who are believers. But there are people who are walking through our doors regularly now who are new. Those people who have been like, they're just done with church. Or they've just not going to church. They haven't been going to church for a while. They're just kind of church shopping in this like culture that we're in. Where people are just like, there's a big movement happening. And for them to walk through that door, to sit down, and then to leave, and never experience what you get to experience. Man, that's a shame. For them to not be able to be invited into our little, our community. That's what he's asking us to do. I thought, it, I thought this, my, my mom is here today and um, I thought, you know, it'd be really weird if my mom walked through that door and I like, I just didn't say hi to her. Like, yeah, it would be weird, right? Like, yeah, you're like, you're like, that's appalling, Jeremiah. Like, why would you even think that? Because in essence, that's what we do. Like you and I are the body of Christ. And every person who walks through the door is either a member of that body with us. They're a member of our family or Lord willing, they're a future member. And we ignore them. We just go about our day. Oh man, I'm glad church is done now. We can go on with our weekend. You see, the Lord has called us to hunt down hospitality, to pursue hospitality, to show people kindness and love because that's what he's done for us. Oh, let's pray. Father, I, um, God, I do ask, Lord, that, um, that you would draw us to you. Father, would you help us to show hospitality. God, would you show us, um, give us courage to get outside of ourselves, to pursue you, to show love and kindness to others. 
But God, may it flow out of a gratitude and an understanding of what you have already done for us. Sacrificing yourself for us. Jesus leaving heaven and coming to earth to hunt us down and to invite us into your family. Father, I do pray that you would change us. God, would you draw us to you? In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this production of Faith Community Church in Santa Cruz, California. To visit our complete archive of sermons, to learn more about FCC, or to view our live streaming services, please visit us online at santacruzfaith.org. Thank you.